Hey everyone, and welcome to I'm the Mama podcast, where we discuss the ins, the outs, and everything in between of being a mom. I'm your wonderful host, your favorite host, Ashley L., and I'm excited to be joining you today. Now, before we just jump into today's topic, because <laughs> I know like y'all are interested to hear, like, Ashley, what you about to do with this topic? Before we jump into that, um, I do want to give a shout out to all of those who may not be parents by blood, right? But who are a positive role model in a child's life, you know, whether it be a family member, whether it be a friend's child that you've made a positive impact into. Maybe it's in an organization that you joined and that you're now a part of where you are really impacting the next generation. All right. I do believe, you know, blood doesn't make you impactful at all into our youth or into others in general. But it is to me the efforts that you actually put in to be present and involved with that child or those children um, that make you stand out and being a role model to them. Right. So like, for instance, me, I recently just joined a youth organization where I'm volunteering and uh, my very first day, I was a little nervous, but I walked in and uh, the very first thing (laughs) I was assigned to moderate a dispute that was taking place between two of the young ladies And I had an opportunity to engage in conversation, discuss with them, um, you know, let's point out what that issue is and let's discuss the resolution or the solution. And then from there, how we how we can prevent this from taking place again. And when I tell you after doing that, those young ladies cling to me that entire four hours of me being there. And not only that, just all the kids in general, it seemed like they were so excited to see a new face and someone who was engaging with them. I had each and every one of them, you know, introduce themselves to me. Um, I had them tell me how old they are. What do they enjoy doing? And not only that, I introduced myself because realistically, here I am new. So I was like, I know I'm the new face. So y'all are looking like, who is this young lady telling me to sit down? So let me take an opportunity to introduce myself. And I feel like the way I went about it, this is going to be a great new journey for me. I'm so excited of the impact that I'm going to have into the youth, things that I'm able to pour into them um, in a positive way. So again, shout out to all y'all. Okay. Now, with that being said, that goes straight into our topic of the day where I want to discuss are godparents still a thing? Okay. And I want you to keep in mind this discussion is not to make anyone feel uneasy or to make anyone upset. It's just simply me. It's something that I'm hoping to be able to get others' opinions and viewpoints on. All right. So don't take it, you know, as if I'm trying to come at you because that's not it at all. It's something I really have a question about. And to go a little bit further, I have godparents. Okay. So when I was born, you know, my parents delegated a godparent to me. And From then, you know, my godfather got married. And so, you know, his wife became my godmother. And so I had godparents. And so I was raised 
with my godparents being very, very involved in my life and still are involved in my life, right? I'm a, I'm a grown woman and they are still very much a part of my life. And I feel like social media kind of helps out with that. You know, we don't spend as much time, but we're still able to engage with what's taking place in each other's lives, but they are still very much a part, right? And I feel like it was very common during my parents' generation, uh, which is the baby boomers, where to me, it seemed like parents were designating and delegating godparents to their child or multiple children, right? So like I mentioned, I have a I have godparents, but then my parents are godparents to multiple kids, multiple families and their kids. And then there is also this newer dynamic of if you have multiple kids, they don't have to have the same godparents. So it put me in a little bit of confusion and a little bit of maybe just obliviousness. And so I want to talk about it. All right. So we're going to kick it off because I think it's important that we look at the definition because I had my depictions of a godparent and godparents based off of how I was raised. And I do believe how you're raised, you know, will determine that for you on what you uh, what your thoughts are and possibly what you uh, hope to gain for your own child or children. But. I did look up the actual definition and the meaning of godparents, which which I think I wasn't far off, but I looked at dictionary.com and it says that a godparent is a person who has pledged to help with the upbringing of a child, especially in a religious way. In some denominations of Christianity, when a child is baptized, they are sponsored by usually two adults who pledge to help in this way. Those adults are the child's godparents and the child is their godchild. Godparents also often pledge to become the godchild's guardian if needed in the event that the child's parents die. I think that's something that we all kind of think about. And these terms are all sometimes applied outside of a religious context. I didn't even know it had anything to do with religion. And parents may choose close relatives or friends to act as godparents for their children without any religious aspect to the relationship. A godparent can still refer to their godchild with that term even after the child has become an adult. So, like I mentioned, that's the definition and the meaning. And again, I wasn't far off in regards to my thoughts when it comes to how I was raised with my godparents. Um, But with that being said, again, I have godparents. My, My husband and I have considered godparents for our son and children if we have multiple. But Again, another thing about me, again, the obliviousness, like I mentioned, my parents are God parents for multiple kids. And so to me, that made their God child's parents, my God parents as well. (laughs) 
And so I had a plethora in my eyes of godparents, which I actually called my aunts and uncles, my bonus aunts and uncles, because they aren't blood, but they were close enough like family. So they were uncles and aunts. That's how I referred to them. I never referred to them as God daddy or Godfather and God mama. I never did that. It was uncle and aunt. <laughs> so that's my breakdown of it. But I do want to get down to the root of the definition, right? Being involved throughout that child's life. You know, stepping in if something were to happen to the parent. To me, that's a really big responsibility that that person is agreeing upon. And I'm definitely here for it. I I, I support it. I give kudos, all of that. But I'm wondering how many people actually say yes to becoming a godparent, but don't truly understand what that actually entails. Or even if they uphold that title the same way of what the expectations are? Or or do people still have those same expectations when it comes to delegating um, a a godparent for their child? Right? These are things that I'm wondering and I need y'all to flood the comments because I want to get your viewpoints and your opinions on this. Because when I look at certain dynamics and, you know, kind of, What's going on? I, I I question if people agree to it the same way of what they're saying. And so when talking to others about this, because, you know, I always kind of get my topics, whether it's something I'm experiencing or based on something that I'm seeing that may be common. And I always try to have kind of a conversation with others. So when talking to others about this, you know, some believe that it should be two married adults, you know, in order for you to be godparents, there's no such thing as a godparent. There's godparents. That's how some people think. Um, Like I said, when I, I had a godfather and then after he got married, I had a godmother. But if he was never to get married, I'm sure my parents wouldn't have taken that title from him. He still would have been my godfather. But again, to each his own. Some people look at, okay, In order to make this decision, I want it to be a household. I want it to be a husband and a wife or two married people that would become godparents to our children. And then, you know, others believe that it doesn't have to be two married people uh, because, again, if something happens, who would take responsibility? So let's just say, for instance, if my parents, I had a godfather and then they chose someone else totally complete or completely different to be my godmother. Who would take the responsibility of the child? Who would take responsibility of me if something were to, in fact, happen to my parents? Right. And then some also believe it's okay, you know. Well, I like to reference that movie as I was just talking about, you know, two different people. I like to reference the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's called Life As We Know It. It's a super cute movie. You know, the the child, their godchild's parents, you know, end up passing and, you know, they had to make a decision. So they end up moving together into 
the parents' house just so that they can raise their godchild together. And of course, they end up falling in love and, you know, things like that. They've known each other because of them being a part of the family's life. But now here they are living together and end up creating an actual family. Now, it's super sweet, but let's be realistic. In most cases, that's not going to be what happens. <laughs> so this is just something I kind of thought about because I have, you know, friends who are not married that I would consider to be my son's godparent. And then I also have couples that I've thought about that are married. But again, want to get y'all feedback on that. So I've even heard that it's appropriate to add these details of who you've designated as the godparent to your will. Just so it's set in stone, no questions asked. Like, what do y'all think about that? Putting it in your will, such and such, is if something is to happen to me, this will be who becomes the guardian of my child. Hmm. Like, to me, it just makes me think because there is no correct way. Let's be realistic. There's no correct way. People look at this differently, and that's okay. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us who we are individually because we think differently about, you know, viewpoints, and that's all right. But I will say there is no correct way. It's just what works best for you and your family. All right. So if you're a single parent and you decide, hey, I want another single parent to be delegated, then that's that's your decision. Or if you say, hey, I these people, uh, this family is very close to me and I know that they're going to rock for my child regardless, then that's cool. Um, but it does bring out another question. Again, being realistic, if something were to actually happen to the parent or parents and the child does have a close-knit family, all right, do you really think that the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, and the list really goes on to like friends, very close friends, will be okay with allowing the godparents uh, to now be the guardian of that child if something were to happen to you? I know like for me and my family, we could delegate or designate whoever we want. <laughs> but if something were to happen to us, trust and be sure those grandparents are going to hop in and nobody else is going to say no. Ain't no paper going to make that change. Nothing. And again, maybe it's just the way that our household and our family is. But that's kind of been why. It wasn't too important for us to move forward with godparents because we know that we have that very close-knit circle. And realistically, if anything were to happen, you know, we know our child would be good. So even if, you know, I feel like if you choose someone to be that child's godparent, and again, this is just my opinion. But if you were to choose someone to be that child's godparent, 
you would want to know, in fact, know that through thick and thin, you know, they will be there and you will allow them to be there for your child or children, especially as that child continues to get older and, you know, they get to know that person as such, as their godparents. Like, I know for me, you know, that was the biggest realization. Yes, you know, I can give someone a title, but if something really took place, what would happen? You know, like I said, we have a great support system. We have a great village. And so, again, I'm just curious to how serious this title is being upheld and if parents are still even discussing godparents. Is this still a thing? Is this still a focal point when it comes to, oh, I'm going to have a child? Who is going to be the godparents? And if you are a godparent, again, please place in the comments your viewpoints in regards to this. How are you setting the bar of being a godparent? I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this topic. Now, I know, (laughs) you know, when it comes to that, some of you may be like, you know, well, Ashley, are you a godparent? How can you talk on something that you don't know about? Or you, you're not in that position. And I will say this. I have had the title of a godparent before. And to me, I took it very seriously. But again, that's what kind of brings up this conversation. Things can change. And in that specific situation, it wasn't my choice. But... At the same time, I had to go with the flow and the decision that was made. Now, would I mind being someone else's godparent? Absolutely. But again, I'm one who, if I agree upon it, I am going to take that title very seriously. But I don't have to have a title to be able to be there for the child or children. I am very involved in the kids that are in my circle from family to friends, I feel like I'm pretty involved. Like, yes, you know, when it comes to family, I'm more involved. But again, if if I'm, I'm going to be intentional about it and I don't have to have a title just to show how much I'm going to be there for them, if that makes sense. And again, this is no shade. This is just based off of my experience of when I was And now that I'm not how I still feel like I'm uh, stepping up when the time is needed for me to step up and be there for the kids that are in our lives. All right. Now, like I said, I will end by saying that my godparents are amazing. I love my godparents. I love my bonus aunts and uncles. All right. They've always been a big, big part of my life through every single accomplishment have always been there for me. And I will, I'm I'm appreciative for them. I love them. And I'm thankful to have the experience that I've had with my godparents. But that's why I'm shedding 
you know, dropping this topic because I want to see if others have experienced the same thing as me. If this is even a topic anymore that people are discussing, or is it something that's kind of going to the wayside? So again, I ask for the comments, the feedback. I want to hear it. All right. Now, before we end, I do want to provide an inspirational quote of the day. And it says, the golden rule of parenting is do unto your children as you wish your parents had done unto you. And that's by Louise Hart. Whoa. Whoa. Y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? The golden rule of parenting is to do unto your children as you wish your parents had done unto you. Ooh-wee. Right? I feel like that's a whole nother topic for another day. That quote alone, we're going to make that into a topic. Because that's real. You know, I feel like my parents did an amazing job as parents for me and raising me. But there are certain things that were applied to me as their child that I don't plan to incorporate for my for our child. And that's okay. Recognizing it, appreciating it, but then tweaking it a little bit. All right. That's just on me. But I, I love that quote. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, ooh, that's gone. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait to discuss that as a topic. But that is going to be our time for today. Again, I hope y'all still tuning in. I hope I didn't rub nobody too wrong. Um, But I want to thank y'all for listening and continuously tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, you know, like, follow, and share. And I don't ask often, but yeah, drop them comments. Because I am very, I'll probably even come back with a part two just based off the comments. You know, who knows? I may ask you to be a part of uh, part two. Because I think that's a discussion within itself on, you know, godparents. All right. Now, be sure to tune in to the next episode where I'm going to be discussing fatherhood. You know, yes, this show, we talk about motherhood, but it's really about parenting in general. I always welcome, you know, the fathers and other parents um, to be able to listen in, give your feedback, your opinions. Right? Parenting, parenthood (laughs) is what it's really about. But the next episode, I'm going to be discussing fatherhood with a father who has sole custody of his daughters. All right? You definitely don't want to miss it. He is going to drop some nuggets. He is going to be transparent with his experience. And again, he has beautiful daughters that uh, he is grateful for having soul custody for. He loves it. But we're going to talk about it. All right? Now, until then, be sure to keep your head up because your little one is always watching and admiring you. And continue to take care of yourself. 
I'm your host, Ashley L., and I look forward to seeing you next time on I'm the Mama Podcast. See you later.